This Sunday is the first of the four most challenging Sundays for me to preach. This Sunday with Ascension Sunday, then next Sunday with Pentecost, followed by Trinity Sunday, and then the Feast of Corpus Christi, or the Body and Blood of Christ, the Eucharist. That these are the four most challenging weeks to know how to say and what to say on the Sunday. Why? Well, up until this point in our church year, everything has been very kind of tangible, right? Back to Advent and Christmas. Christmas, we have the nativity scene. We see Jesus in the manger with Mary. Through Lent, we have the image of Jesus in the desert. In Holy Week, we have Jesus carrying his cross up to Calvary. Easter Sunday, we have the tomb that's broken open. And now we get to the Ascension, and there's nothing material to go with it. Up until this point in our church year, we've been kind of zeroing in on how God has come to us, that the Word has become flesh. But for the next few weeks, now it's all about how what is material becomes like God. And we already struggle with the first part, which is that God comes to be with us, and now we have to wrestle with how God makes us to be with him. St. Athanasius, one of the saints in the early church, said, God became man so that man could become God. And that's what is given to us in the Feast of the Ascension, that without the Ascension, it's the end of Easter. Because if Jesus just rises from the dead, well, that's, that's a nice miracle. You know, he conquered death, he overcame death, but it does nothing for us. By ascending to the Father, by taking with him his humanity, our humanity, by that action, he opens the way to heaven. Without Jesus ascending to the Father, taking our humanity with him, we can't hope to be with God. This is an important piece. Often we kind of get to Easter Sunday, we celebrate Jesus risen from the dead, and we kind of move on. But without the ascension, there is no heaven for us. But is that not where we all want to go? Heaven. But what is heaven? What is it? Because Jesus doesn't ever really give us a really good explanation. He talks in images, he gives some vague ideas of what it will be like, but he doesn't give a detailed description of what heaven will be like. The question is, do we need to have one? Is that important for us in our life of faith? Or should we even have a detailed description of heaven? Why would Jesus withhold that? And every time that the apostles ask him to that effect, that he becomes kind of elusive when he's talking about the kingdom, about heaven. I think of the Last Supper where Jesus is talking about going to the Father and Thomas goes, how are we going to know the way? We don't even know where you're going. And Jesus' nice answer is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Or on Easter Sunday morning when Mary Magdalene meets Jesus risen from the dead at the tomb in the garden, she recognizes him, calls him teacher. And then Jesus says, don't hold on to me because I haven't yet ascended to my Father. Why is that the way 
that heaven is presented to us? Why is it something that seems beyond our understanding, beyond our grasp? It's because part of what the ascension is pointing us to, part of what makes it so difficult to preach, is that what we're doing is we are moving from our material life and existence to what's immaterial, to life with God. And that's not an easy thing for us to understand or to move into. But it's important that it's not described for us. Because if Jesus gave us a perfect description of what heaven was, then we would think that we understand it and we would kind of control it. And that's not heaven. Because the moment that we think we understand heaven, we haven't. Because it's always more. Jesus is trying to lead his disciples, he's trying to lead us into life with God, which will always be bigger than whatever we can conceptualize in our own minds. And that's an important thing for us. Think of it maybe in this way. Who is your family? If you had to define who your family is, what would be your definition of your family? Well, when you were a kid, you had an idea of your family. If you were the youngest, that was established. If you were the oldest, your family changed as other kids came into the family. Your definition of your family grew. Then you grew up, you got married, now your definition of your family changes again. Kids come. Now your kids grow up, they start to get married, people are marrying into the family. They have kids. At what point is your family defined? At what point do you say, this is my family? It's always growing, expanding. And it's similar in the idea of heaven, that there is something real and tangible, right? You have a family. That can never be taken away from you. But at the same time, that idea of family is always being expanded and growing. Jesus gives us heaven. By virtue of our baptism, we have been given a share in that kingdom already. But that idea, that experience, always has to continue to expand just like our understanding of who our family is. And if we don't let it expand, then we get stuck in our material existence and we struggle to meet God. One conversation that I often have with parents because of a question that they ask me is, Father, why don't my kids practice their faith anymore? Like I even have an answer to that question. But why is it so difficult to find the way to pass on the faith to our children. It's because it is immaterial. We can put the material structures of our faith around our children to help them. We can bring them to Mass. We can teach them to pray. We can teach them the commandments. But th that's the material part of our faith. If it only stays at that level, it won't be enough. It has to be led into this immaterial, this spiritual relationship with God. And that's not an easy place to get to because we don't naturally kind of understand it. It seems just beyond our reach, just beyond our grasp. But we need to be open to this part of life, to this part of existence, 
And this is why our life of prayer becomes so important. Because if we don't, if we can't pray, we will not be opened to this life with God that Jesus is opening up for us. If we don't, if we can't pray, we will be more and more over time stuck in just the material existence that we have and will struggle to accept what our faith is offering us, which is more than material. Part of the difficulty in passing on the faith to our children is we can't make them come to that conversion of heart that opens them to that spiritual life with God. All that we can do, all that I can do every time that I preach, is point in the direction. All we can do is point them to the possibility of that experience of God. But they have to come to that experience themselves. That there is more than the material life that I experience here and now. That's why we pray for them. So that that grace of the life with God might be opened up to their minds and hearts. This is the conversion that we're called to go into. It's challenging to talk about these things and it's challenging to live this because it's easy, easier for us to think about and talk about how God, Spirit, becomes flesh. We can talk more about that. But when it comes to taking what is created and physical and material and allowing that to be transformed into God-likeness, it's very difficult because our minds struggle to understand what it means to be in a spiritual relationship with God. But this is what Jesus opens up for us today, that he is God who becomes man so that all of us who are created can become like God.